Welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor, a podcast that answers your health and beauty questions. Hosted by health and beauty advisor, Deanna Lynn. Hello, and thank you for tuning in today to Ask the Beauty Advisor. This is your host and guide, Deanna. I'm here to answer your questions and help you solve some of your health and beauty concerns. And on today's show, I'm going to be answering your questions about itchy scalp and dandruff. As a skincare professional, we have to know all about the skin, and that's including the scalp. So today, we're going to be talking about the cause and effect of dandruff, and we're going to be talking about some of the natural ways that you can actually treat this condition. I'm also going to be sharing with you today some fabulous finds. I found some really fabulous cosmetics over at Target. And briefly, I'm going to share them with you. They were priced really well and they work fabulously. So I want to share that with you. And then, of course, I have a couple of health tips from our dietitian Diane. So we have a lot to talk about today. But before we get started, I just want to remind you that September 2016's newsletter will be out in a few days. Now, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet, I'd like to share with you today a preview of the up-and-coming September 2016 newsletter. Now, this is going to be just a real quick sneak peek as to what I put into the monthly newsletter, just so you can decide whether this is something that you might be interested in. First of all, for those of you who like to make your own cosmetic ingredients, maybe you feel you just want to put natural stuff on your face and body, maybe you don't want to spend the money for over-the-counter cosmetics, I do always try to include a home remedy, something you can make right from your kitchen at home. And this month, I have a three-ingredient facial mask, a fabulous mask, using just three ingredients that you probably have right now in your kitchen. And then if you're like me and you really want to start eating healthy, you really want to eat healthy, but you don't always like the taste of healthy food. Or maybe you're somebody who likes healthy food, but you're always looking for new and exciting recipes. So I always try to include a really delicious and healthy recipe for you. Now, also in the newsletter, because I know how much you like to keep up with the latest beauty trends or you like the latest health news, I always try to include one or two articles written by some of the top people in the health and beauty field. Plus, a lot of times when I have a guest on, They'll make an offering for my audience. They'll offer something like maybe a free sample, a free product, a free download, or a free service. I always put that information also in the monthly newsletter. All right. Does any of that sound like something you might be interested in? Then go ahead and join the monthly newsletter. Well, how do I join the monthly newsletter? Well, I have several ways that you can do that. One, If you are listening to this podcast in the podcast app on your iPhone, it's easy. Click on the show art. There is a link to sign up right there in the show notes. But if you are listening to this podcast somewhere where you can't see that link, then go to my blog, askthebeautyadvisor.com. There's a subscribe button on the blog. If you're a person who enjoys Facebook, you might want to join me on Facebook. You can find Ask the Beauty Advisor on Facebook. I have a join a my list tab on my Facebook page or just text me. Text me your email telling me you want to be on the list. My text number is 
963-963-9637. Go ahead, get on my email list, check it out, see if you like it. If you don't like it or it's something that you don't think you're going to be interested in, you can always unsubscribe. It's that easy. I'm not a spammer. I'm not going to flood your email box with a bunch of junk mail. I send out my monthly newsletter just once a month. You'll only hear from me once a month. So go ahead, sign up, give it a try. You've got mail, Miss Lynn. All right, so today's email comes from Brenda. And Brenda writes, Hello, Beauty Advisor Deanna. <laughs> like that, Beauty Advisor Deanna. My concern is dandruff. I have a flaky, itchy scalp. Not only does it drive me crazy, but I'll catch myself scratching my head as I'm talking to someone. Not to mention all the flakes that end up on my shoulders of my black uniform. This is really a problem for me because you see, I work in a restaurant taking food orders. I'm also very allergic to the top recommended ingredient for controlling the condition. What are some of the alternatives that would also help? I feel very self-conscious and I'm really worried about using unnatural ingredients. Thanks for any help or advice you have. All right, so let me just make this kind of clear. Brenda has a problem with itchy dandruff. Her dandruff condition is making her feel self-conscious and she's worried about using unnatural ingredients. She also has an allergy to the most common cure. So she's asking for guidance to help her solve this problem. Well, Brenda, most of us have experienced at one time or another, itchy flaky scalp. We've all seen those white flakes on our shoulders or maybe even on somebody else's. Dandruff is really just a shedding of old dead skin cells and a small amount of flaking is normal. But however, some people experience a rather large amount of flakiness due to a chronic condition or it can be a result of certain triggers. Dandruff can be caused by natural triggers. There is a fungus that lives on everybody's scalp. Now generally, this is not a problem at all. But sometimes if the scalp becomes too oily or even irritated, it will produce a large amount of extra skin cells. Now, when these skin cells die and fall off, they mix with the oil from your hair and scalp. And that's what turns into what we see as dandruff. So it is the presence of scalp oils, which we all have. And believe it or not, it can be also transmitted. That's right. Dandruff is catching. Now, dandruff is really just a very common scalp disorder that affects a lot of people, and oftentimes it does cause itchiness. The severity of it can fluctuate with the seasons, can be worse in the winter months. In most cases, itchy scalp can easily be treated with a shampoo containing an ingredient called zinc parathinone. But if you have an allergy to this ingredient, like Brenda does, there are some alternatives and some natural ways that might help you solve this problem, which we're going to get into here in a minute. But first, it's important to note that victims of dandruff need to shampoo their hair more frequently. Now, this can help 
keep the oils from accumulating on the scalp and aggravating the condition. Most shampoos and treatment products for the scalp are available over-the-counter with no prescription needed at most stores and pharmacies. It is important to remember that seborrhea dermatitis can be controlled but cannot be cured with these products. So now let's go ahead and get into some of the um, active ingredients that are most common in these antifungus shampoos and treatments. The first, of course, is zinc parathinone. This is the ingredient that Brenda is allergic to, and this is also the top ingredient, which you can find in like head and shoulders. Um, what zinc parathinone does, it reduces the production of natural oils so your scalp glands produce less. Now there's also another ingredient. This is a very common ingredient, and that is coal tar. Coal tar is a natural antifungus agent, but keep in mind if your hair is dyed or chemically treated, long-term use of coal tar can stain the hair. Now we have a very effective antifungus treatment called ketoconazole, and most people who have used it are very pleased with the results. Experts say shampoos with this ingredient can be used on the young and the elderly, which would probably make it really safe. Also, there's salicylic acid. This ingredient will help your scalp get rid of dead skin cells. They do not slow down the production of the skin cells. Many scalp scrubs contain salicylic acid. Some people find salicylic acid treatments leave their scalp dry and eventually make the flaking of the skin worse. A growing number of shampoos are now including tea tree as one of their ingredients. However, some people have allergies to it. Now, here's an interesting fact. Uh, researchers from the Medical College of Georgia in the USA found that green tea that green tea may have the potential for the treatment of dandruff and psoriasis. Interesting, right? Now, for treating your dandruff and itchy scalp, select a shampoo that contains one of these ingredients. You want to shampoo your hair every day until you get your dandruff under control. Then shampoo less frequently. You also may find that a particular shampoo stops being so effective. If this occurs, then switch shampoos. Switch to one of the shampoos containing one of the other ingredients. Now, here's an important tip. Make sure the shampoo has time to stay on your scalp before you rinse it off. I would suggest that you leave it on about five minutes if possible. If you rinse it off too quickly, the ingredients will not have time to work. Also, before using an antifungus shampoo, See if you can remove any of the scaly or crusty patches on your scalp. Do this with care. If you manage to remove them, the shampoo will then be more effective. If you find that several weeks of treating yourself, you still have dandruff, you should consider seeing your doctor. There are some possibilities of complications with dandruff, but hardly ever does anyone experience complications. If one were to occur, it's more than likely caused by the treatment or the shampoo. If you find your dandruff shampoo or scalp treatment is causing an irritation, stop using it and ask your pharmacist to suggest another one. Also, bacteria can get under your skin. If there's a break on the scalp or the skin, if this happens, you'll feel unwell or that area of the skin is red, tender, and swollen 
go see your doctor. As far as some of the homemade remedies go, you could use a, a coconut oil and lemon massage, apple cider vinegar, aspirin. Well, aspirin contains salicylic acid, which is the same ingredient some of the medical shampoos contain, mouthwash, or salt, garlic, and olive oil. So if you'd like a little bit more detail about some of these home remedies, you can go to my blog, askthebeautyadvisor.com. I have an article posted for this week on the blog. Also, I will put a link, a direct link right to that blog post in the show notes. I want to thank Brenda for sending me that email. Because of that email, I contacted Brenda and actually did a free skin analysis for Brenda. We put her on a treatment plan. I checked in with her. It's been about two weeks now. She says it seems to be working very well. So I'm happy about that. I'm really excited that I could help Brenda. If you have a skin condition or problem that you would like some help with or some guidance with, I am offering all my listeners free skincare consultations. I would be more than happy to help any of you that have any skin problems, acne, age spots, fine line wrinkles, you name it. Or even if you just want a healthier, more radiant complexion. If you're interested, shoot me an email, deanna at beautyradionetwork.com. Good to know, Ms. Lynn. Very good to know. Thanks, Hazel. You all know Hazel. She's my podcast helper. She likes to pop in every now and then just to let me know she's listening. Hazel, do you have anything you want to say? Don't be shy. Can we get a drum roll, please? A drum roll? I'll give you a drum roll, Hazel. Next up here, I'd like to share with you what I like to refer to is my fabulous finds. Yep, those are products I find at a great that work well at a great price. Um, the other day when I was shopping at Target, I was in the makeup department. I found two products that work just as well as the products I've been paying a lot of money for. And I thought I'd like to share these with you. Maybe they'd help you out too. I'm just going to briefly tell you about these products. This is not a product review. It's more like a product share. There you go. This is a product share. The first product is a eyeshadow primer, which I like to wear an eyeshadow primer because wearing an eyeshadow primer keeps my makeup fresh all day, which makes me look fresh and alive all day. When I don't use a makeup primer, the makeup gets kind of in my creases, looks kind of tired and stale, and so do I. So therefore, for me, a eyeshadow primer is a must-have. Now, this one I found at Target is from e.l.f., Eyes, Lips, and Face. And the thing that was really caught my eye was that it was $2. Yeah, $2. Well, I thought, well, this has to be crap all over $2. This isn't going to work. But you know what? It's $2. I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> to my amazement, this product worked as well as the one I've been paying $20 for. I mean, it worked almost as well, really. So no more $20 eyeshadow primer. This is my new eyeshadow primer. 
problem is, with my luck, it'll probably get discontinued, or the price will go up, or they'll change the formula. Who knows? Every time I find something I really like, it disappears. So I'll use it for as long as I can. It is definitely what I would call a fabulous find. All right, so the next product I found in the Target and makeup department was actually, it was a company or a product that came recommended to me. It, the name, and I hope I pronounced this right, is Sonia Cashew. Not sure if I pronounced that right, but it's an exclusive brand at Target. And the product I want to share with you today is the All Cover Concealer. It's an under eye concealer. Well, I use it for an under eye concealer, but you probably could use it to conceal anything that you wanted to conceal. Now, I have always suffered from under eye dark circles since I was three years old when my mother first told me, oh my God, why do you have such dark circles? So it's been a problem of mine forever. I'm an experienced concealer consumer, <laughs> I guess you would call me. I have tried every concealer on the market and they're either too light, too thick, they don't cover, they don't stay on, they're the wrong color, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when I find a really good concealer that I love, I will pay the money for it, which for my current concealer, I have been spending about $25 for a little tube of concealer. So finding this one at Target from Sonia Cashew for $9.99, and it actually covered all of my dark circles, and it worked. Well, you know what I have to say about that. This is a fabulous find. Check out ELF's eyeshadow primer or Sonia Cashew's all-cover concealer. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your feedback. Or if you have any fabulous finds that you'd like to share with us, send me an email, deanna at beautyradionetwork.com. Let me know some of your fabulous finds. I'd love to hear about it. We interrupt this podcast to bring you a quick health tip. This just in from our dietitian Diane. She has some interesting news about expiring food, food with an expiration date that you might have in the refrigerator. Go ahead, Diane. Tell us about it. Many people don't forget to glance at the expiration date before consuming that yogurt or milk in their fridge. Many people also immediately throw it away, even if it's slightly past the expiration date. About 40% of foods produced in the United States won't be consumed. Tens of millions of pounds of food are wasted each year, much of it because of the date on the package. After that use-by date, it doesn't mean that the product isn't safe anymore. It just means that the quality of the product is starting to deteriorate. The trick is to know the difference between the use-by and the sell-by date. The latter typically only applies to retailers looking out for their own quality assurance. It does not mean that you should immediately throw the product out if the date is already passed. The date that it expires is the date that the product is at its highest quality. Milk is good for pretty much five to seven days after the use-by date. Same thing with yogurt. That's typically good one to two weeks after the use-by date. Open yogurt containers should be disposed of two weeks after opening. Experts said food waste has become such a problem, Congress is considering creating a national standard for food labeling, which aims to cut down on the confusion of when a product is safe to eat and when it is not. While people shouldn't immediately dispose of foods past the package date, it is important to do a smell test before consuming. Produce is especially important to keep an eye on. Once the quality does start to deteriorate, you can always freeze your produce. 
If you have some blueberries that seem to be deteriorating, go ahead and throw them in a muffin. Bake it. Very interesting, Diane. Thank you. All right, so that ends this week's show. Thank you all for listening. I shall be back next week. I think I feel a guest coming on. I think I have a guest for you next week. So until next week, what do we say, Hazel? That's all we got, folks. The Beauty Advisor is a part of the Beauty Radio Network. If you have a podcast or need help in starting a podcast and would like to be a part of a free, supportive network, then learn more by contacting Deanna at beautyradionetwork.com.